أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه يستعين في جميع الأمور الحمد لله الذي بعد للمؤمنين والمؤمنات جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار وصلى الله على محمد النبيه وآله الأطهار ودعاتهم المتلقين الأخيار المؤمنين المؤمنات Those who have answered the call of the true da'wat, people of paradise, people of jannah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah Ta'ala place you among the people who give the pledge of allegiance, misaq, to his true wali, the sahib al-haq, and reside in the safe haven of the true da'wat. May he place you among the people who remain steadfast in their faith. And attain a good end, khatimat bil khair. And in return, may he grant you a return to the garden of paradise, jannatul naeem. The Quran speaks about the garden of paradise, jannat, in many, many verses. Most people of faith believe that paradise exists. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Wallahu yad'u ilal jannah. Allah calls you toward paradise. His da'wat is a call toward paradise. So where is the paradise towards which he calls? Moreover, the Quran speaks of multiple paradises using the plural, plural form jannat. What does that mean? A detailed answer would require a long time. I will explain this question in concise form in a short time. With Allah Ta'ala's aid and the barakat of his wali Imam Zaman's ta'id inspiration. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Hasten toward your Lord's forgiveness and toward a paradise as wide as the heavens and as wide as the skies and the earth, which has been prepared for the God-fearing. So if the paradise is so vast, as, as, as large as the skies and the earth, as large as the universe, why can't we see it? Some people claim that Allah will create it on the day of resurrection, Qiyamah. This claim is incorrect because Allah instructs us in the ayat, in the verse, I just quoted, to go speedily towards it. If something does not exist, how can you hasten towards it? Paradise exists. We acknowledge in the supplication of our daily prayer that paradise is real. The Quran describes paradise through symbols and similes. The Quran itself reveals this fact plainly when it uses the word simile, mathal, in the ayah. Simile means mathal in Arabic. The simile of the garden of paradise which is promised to the God-fearing is what the Quran says. Then the verse goes on to explain that paradise has rivers, it has fruits, and whatever a soul may long for, it shall find there. 
The Quran explains paradise in language that is easier for most people to understand, in images that they can relate to, in terms of the world they live in and in the pleasures they enjoy there. These are all similes and symbols in its reality. Paradise is purely spiritual. Some people claim a physical paradise. They said the paradise will be just a better version of life as it is on earth. They claim a physical paradise. All that is in it will be physical in the way we now experience in our worldly lives. Our Mawali Athar have argued strongly and provided strong proofs that paradise is purely spiritual. Imam Ahmadul Nastur states in the Rasail Ikhwanus Safa that paradise is the realm of the spirits. Alamul Arwah consists of spiritual forms, unlike the forms of this world. Life in paradise, the Imam goes on to say, life in paradise is pure, with eternal happiness and joys that will never change, that will remain forever. Sayyidina al-Mu'ayyir al-Shirazi has put forward many proofs and bayans on this topic. One proof is that if paradise entails eating and drinking in physical terms, then how is that a good thing? Humans eat because they feel hungry. Hunger is not a positive thing. Another neg- negative aspect of eating is that when humans eat, their bodies need to remove and and void the superfluous waste produced by the food they eat. The fruits of paradise and all the good things to eat there that are promised in paradise are symbols for celestial knowledge. Sayyidina Mu'ayyad says that the Quran in one of its ayats says, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلَحْيَاهُونَ in the Rabbihim Yurzakur. Think not that those who were killed fighting in Allah's cause are dead. No, they are living near their Lord and enjoy food and sustenance there. So, if those who are killed in fighting are supposed to reach paradise in physical form, then that has not happened. For their bodies are seen lying in front of people's eyes. They are still on earth. While the Quran says that they are alive, so where are they living? They must be alive in paradise because they have been killed fighting on God's part. And the Quran has promised them immediate life in paradise. The Quran speaks truth and only truth. This ayat establishes that martyrs are alive in paradise. Thus negating that paradise will be created later and establishes that paradise is spiritual. The believer's spirit, his soul, his luminous form enters paradise. Another point that proves that paradise is spiritual. It is a sublime realm, the realm of angels. The Quran in Majid says that at the moment when a believer enters paradise, the angels will greet him and bid him enter paradise. They will greet him and bid him to enter the paradise. There are many ayats like this. It means that when 
a believer enters paradise, the angel will speak with him. They will greet him. That is only possible if a believer's soul, as he enters that spiritual world, becomes angelic. Here is a further proof. Sayyidina Mu'ayyad explains that Rasulullah said that a person's grave, Qabr, a person's grave would be either a flower bed of paradise or a pit of hellfire. Raudatum min riyadil jannah Al-Qabru imma raudatum min riyadil jannah wa hufratum min hufarin nar So if someone took what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said literally at face value, if they took it to mean that physical grave is paradise, then how can that be correct? For we know and we see that a person's body that is placed inside the grave decomposes. We know there are no physical fruits there or rivers. When fruits and rivers are all part of the Quran's description of paradise. If you believe Rasulullah to be Allah's true prophet, if you believe he speaks only the truth, then what is the meaning of his words? The reference is to the spirit, the soul. The meaning of Rasulullah's word is that the soul that is pious is a flower bed of paradise, soul of a mu'min. But the soul that is wicked is a pit of hellfire. Sayyidina Mu'ayyad explains that human being is constituted of a body and a soul. When he dies, his body is buried in his grave in the earth. The soul of the believer, of Mu'min, who has answered the da'wat of the Imam and and the Imam's concealment, the call of his da'i, that soul will be with the Imam and da'i in paradise. That is why the Imam has said, Shi'atuna minna. Our followers are part of us. They will be with us. As for the person who has answered the call of shaitan, Satan, he will be resurrected with his master, the Satan. That is the pit of hellfire. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has also said, Baina qabri wa minbari rawdatun min riyadil jannah. Between my grave and my pulpit, there is a flower bed from the flower beds of paradise. I will explain this hadith taking barakat from the bayan of Sayyidina Jafar bin Mansur al-Yaman, the Babul Abba of Mu'iz Iman, and Sayyidina Mu'ayyad al-Shirazi, Babul Abba of Mustansid Iman. They say that Rasulullah, Rasulullah's grave is in Medina, and the site is well known. And Rasulullah said, between my grave and my pulpit, there is a flower bed from the flower beds of paradise. Now Rasulullah's grave in Medina, the spot where his pulpit, mimbar, was placed is also well known. Between the two is a space within the Masjid al-Nabawi. Now according to Rasulullah's hadith, there is a flower bed of paradise here. Where is it? All Muslims accept this hadith as authentic, but they do not understand the meaning. Rasulullah said that between my grave and my pulpit is a flower bed of paradise. In truth, Rasulullah's grave is his wasi, Amir Mu'minin, in whom Rasulullah's knowledge is laid to rest. 
and who possesses Rasulullah's concealed wisdom, just as a person is buried inside his grave. Mawlana Ali, salawatullahi alayhi, is the one who upholds Rasulullah's trust. And Rasulullah's pulpit, mimbar, the highest point inside his masjid, is the imam in his line who will come at the end of time. The seventh major prophet, the Qaim, who, who is superior in rank to all others. So Rasulullah's pulpit is a symbol for Qaim. And the flower bed, Rawzat, the flower bed that is between the prophet's grave and pulpit is a symbol for the Imams who will come in his line until the day of judgment. In truth, each Imam is himself paradise. Each Imam is the embodiment of paradise. As Sayyidina Mawiyyat says in one poem, Imamun huwan naru lil kashihina kama annahu lil muwalina jannah. He is the paradise for his followers. I will continue this bayan in the next majlis, inshallah. Mumineen, Muminat. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran that he has purchased Mumineen's souls and properties and given them and given them paradise in exchange. That is the pledge of allegiance. Bay'at. Bay'at in Arabic literally means to sell something. Bay'at means misaf. The meaning of someone pledging allegiance. Giving bay'at, misaf to the Imam in Da'i is that he offers his soul and property to, the go- to God at the hands of the Imam in the Da'i and purchases paradise in exchange. Rasulullah sallallahu has said, those who long for paradise hasten to perform good deeds. The best of deeds, as we acknowledge in the azan, come to the best of deeds, is the daily prayer, namaz. And the real meaning of namaz, salat, is da'wat. Da'wat is jannat bil quwwat. To explain embryo form of paradise, which takes you to the real paradise, the actual paradise, Jannat bil fa'il. Answer the true da'wat. Fulfill your pledge of misaq and bay'at, and by doing so, purchase entry into paradise. By the sanctity, hurmat of Muhammad, Ali Muhammad and their du'at, may Allah grant us entry into paradise, the garden of bliss, Jannatun Naim. Along with happiness in this world, may he grant us happiness in the hereafter. May he fulfill all our wishes. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasoolihi Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin wa sallama tasliman muttasilan ila yawmiddin. Ya sabah al-khamis ya ahal al-masahal